Hello, thank you for choosing to download or stream this University of Brighton podcast. I'm Richard Newman, and in this episode, I've been speaking to Ben Roberts. Ben's the Artistic Director of Brighton CCA, which will be unveiling its first programme this autumn. Ben's been speaking to me about his vision for the galleries and Salis Benny Theatre, revealed some exciting plans, and told me how he believes the CCA can become a key venue in the city of Brighton and Hove. I started by asking Ben about his career before joining the university. I come from a visual arts background primarily. Um, I've worked in a number of, um, I guess, publicly funded organisations, so Camden Arts Centre and Modern Art Oxford. Uh, about, I'd say, three years ago, I then left those to set up my own organisation called the Artist Research Centre, which was about making connections between artist practice, universities and galleries and trying to develop different ways for um, audiences to engage with contemporary art, but also supporting artists in making their work and linking all of that to research that was happening in universities. So I'm very much about supporting new projects, developing artist practices, and um, finding new ways to get that out into the world. Yeah. Um, so how did this role come about for you? What attracted you here to the university? Mm. Well, it's, it was, I mean, was advertised, <laughs> as many roles are. Um, and I think it came out of a realisation from the university that they wanted to make more of the assets that they had here in terms of the gallery spaces and the, the theatre, and because they're right there on the street in the centre of town, and... And they felt that perhaps they could be better used or more um, used in a, in a higher profile way. So they asked me to come in and develop a, um, a, a visual arts programme and a contemporary arts programme, actually, across all of those spaces that would bring in audiences, would bring international artists to Brighton and really be of benefit to students, to staff and to the whole, the whole region, really. Yeah, I mean, that's quite an exciting project, isn't it? Because it's a bit of a, I guess in some ways, it's a bit of a blank canvas and there's huge potential. Yeah, I mean, there's massive potential. And really, that's what sort of drew me to, to, to the role, if you like, because there have been, you know, some really great artists have shown here. You know, there have been William Kentridge and Gillian Waring and Omar Fast, you know, all these like quite big names now. Um, but it's never been a particularly consistent programme. So the opportunity to sort of take some of that history, but actually, like you say, sort of build a program on a blank canvas in that way to sort of you know, really sort of um, try and make something of it that's a little bit different um, and is filling a, perhaps a gap or a need in, in the area is a, is a really exciting prospect. Yeah. OK, let's, let's um, dive right into the plans for um, Brighton CCA then. And we could we could go off in all kinds of different directions. But just start by describing sort of what the broad vision is. Sure. So the idea with the Brighton CCA is that it's a way to use the galleries to um, enhance students' experiences of being at the university, but also to um, connect with the the city beyond our walls, if you like. Um, So my vision for it is to develop some of the work that I was doing at the Artist Research Centre, connecting artist practice with uh, university research and um, finding ways for an audience to come in and engage with that. So rather than try and make those spaces into a a sort of a museum white box, if you like, I want to celebrate and um, make the most of the situation where we are in an art school in the centre of town, something that's a bit more used, you know, a bit sort of messy around the edges somehow, but, you know, really sort of thinking about that as being, that's the centre of creativity in a way, you know, and trying to um, 
make the most of that and exploit it in a way that people can then really see. So a lot of the things that you'll come across in the galleries are going to be to do with experimental projects. There'll be uh, artists that have been commissioned to do something new in their practice, or they'll be quite literally developing something in the spaces, you know, whether that's a performance work that, you know, they haven't done before, or whether that's a conversation with an academic, and um, it could be all sorts of things. So one of the, the, the real sort of identifiers of the programme is that it will be interdisciplinary. It'll cross from geography into biology and back to art and uh, sculpture and photography. All of these things were mixed in because that's what artists are interested in. Everything, you know, it's how the stuff sort of linked together. And it comes back to this idea of it being an art school where you learn all that stuff and lots of things are going in and you're trying stuff out. So... It'll be quite a raw space, it'll be quite um, experimental, but it should be really lively and really exciting to see um, that you might come to a show and then know that the artist has curated a film programme in the theatre or that uh, you can come back to a set of performances there that have been developed with another organisation in the city. Um, it'll be constantly changing. The structure of it, I suppose, is that there will be around three show slots per year, um, and they will be divided either into uh, single presentations by one artist or there will be uh, one artist in each gallery. Uh, so there'll be lots of things to, to, to see and do there. Yeah, I mean, if we focus on the, on the, sort of the galleries first, new work will be commissioned. So who will be involved in commissioning that? Mm. Well, that will be coming from the, the Brighton CCA team. So... Uh, we're working about two, three years ahead, speaking with artists that we know and finding new ones all the time um, and offering them an opportunity to show their work here. But also, and I think this is perhaps more important, is to perhaps think of something that they've been wanting to do with their practice for a long time or something that has been developing in their minds or in their studios for a while and now this is an opportunity to sort of get that out and sort of do it so um, it's not so much that we're interested in saying um, can you make some more of these works that you've already made before it's about a, a time to sort of kind of reflect and go what what's the risk that you would like to take here you know how could we sort of move your practice on how could this be useful for you um, and in thinking about that you know often when people are trying that new sort of approach if you like um, they need information, they need sort of new bits of expertise and knowledge, and it's trying to link them up with academics within the university, with knowledge centres and things that are perhaps already going on that would make sense for them to be involved with. And likewise, those people might want to come and be involved in their in their project. So it's about making those links. And that's what the, that's what the commissioning process is going to be about. It's about... Um, making wider projects that sit within the gallery but also reach out into, into the, the university and into the city and the whole region. Yeah, which is really exciting because then you're creating this space which could develop this reputation for, yeah, you're enhancing a, a, a career of an artist. Well, I hope so, yeah. And I, I hope we're, we're enhancing the whole sort of university in that sort of way because one of the things about this is that it's going to be internationally focused, you know, sort of our artists working all over the world in really interesting ways. It's not always the best art that's on your doorstep. Um, sometimes it is, and we'll be showing some local artists as well. Um, but I think it's, yeah, it's about taking that idea of an artist that people might know a little bit about or might be famous in the art world a bit and saying... How could we sort of move things on? Because it's 
very easy for an artist, you know, so when they have some success or, you know, when they start to sell things, for example, that people just want more of that, you know, and it's, it's easy to get stuck in that rut. So there aren't so many places that are willing to support work in this way and, you know, the possibility to make something new and say, actually, no, we don't want it all like this anymore. You've got some ideas. You're an artist that you know has lots of interest. Why don't we follow some of those pathways, go some down some of those rabbit holes, and see what see what comes out? And, and because that might be a little bit more original and a bit more different, do you think that could also help to attract new people to these kind of spaces that maybe wouldn't come and and, and view this kind of work? I really hope so, yeah. I mean, I think one of the, the real strengths of the gallery is its visibility. You know, it's right there on the street in the middle of town. Um, but I'm also aware that, you know, there are a lot of barriers to coming into those galleries. You know, it's, it's in a university and it's also a gallery. You know, those are two big things that to get someone off the street to cross those thresholds is, is difficult. I really, really want to break that down. This gallery is for everyone. It's for people in the university. It's for people outside the university. And I'm hoping that by bringing some really exciting international art and artists to the university and to those galleries, um, it will draw people in and they will see that, you know, there are really exciting connections to be made, not just between the artists that are here, but some of the academics and some of the things that we're doing as well that perhaps they hadn't thought of or perhaps um, feeds into some other things that they're doing and thinking about. So we can start to build some communities and connections that way too. Yeah, And then next to um, the galleries, we've got Salis Benny Theatre, which again has a lot of potential. What are your plans for that venue? Uh, the Salisbury Theatre is one of the reasons why I wanted to come here, because I think it's a fantastic theatre. It's a really great size. Um, you know, it's big enough to sort of make an impact and small enough to feel intimate. Um, we've got lots of plans for it. The, one of the, the, the key things is going to be the development of the Brighton CCA film programme. Um, that will be working with organisations within the university and outside, um, inviting them to curate seasons of films um, that we'll be hosting in the theatre. There'll also be regular Wednesday night screenings that will happen in the in the theatre space as well. Um, and we'll be hosting small festivals and working with artists from our exhibitions programme to um, present films that they might be interested in as well. It'll also be used as a teaching aid and have a real sort of like impact in the university. Um, Ideally, as well, moving forward into the first and second years of our, our new programmes, we're hoping to bring in some more bands, get some live music back into Grand Parade, you know, as a real sort of thing for, for the students to sort of come to and for everyone else in the city as well. You know, it's a good sized venue um, and I think could be a really sort of strong part of our programme that um, for the future, as well as collaborating with other organisations. So Southeast Dance are obviously opening their headquarters just across the way. They'll have a beautiful set of studios, but they don't really have have an auditorium in their new building so it'll be really nice to partner with them in a sort of neighborly way and see if we can't get some cross-pollination of audiences as well coming in you know people who perhaps wanted to see some dance but didn't know so much about the visual arts will maybe be milling around in those spaces and um, making it a, a lively conversation so we'll be seeing some exciting cinema in there but we could be, we'll be seeing some live performances here and there as well maybe not just music Absolutely, yeah, yeah, not just music. I mean, one of the things that uh, the, the, the gallery programme will be doing is focusing on um, some sort of performance work and how that maybe relates to sculpture or may, how it maybe relates to painting. So one of the things that I would like to do with the theatre is to... Um, offer it to some of the artists that we're working with to say, you know, if you want to try something out in there performative-wise, then by all means, you know, we can see how that would work. Um, 
a lot of the artists that are coming here well, and that will be coming here uh, are you know they they have sort of established careers in many ways and a lot of them teach and you know do sort of other parts of their practice as well so it'll be also a place for presenting talks and symposiums and all those sorts of things you know by the artists that are showing in the space so people can come along they can meet them they can hear about more about the work from the horse's mouth if you like and I think that will be a really exciting prospect. So we're going to say something on a very similar subject really but I mean students are going to massively benefit from the program as a whole will there be opportunities for them to interact with the people that are in the galleries that are in the theatre? Absolutely yeah I mean we have the arts internship program which we're running at the moment which is a sort of slightly nascent project um, in that there are opportunities currently for students to um, invigilate to help us um, with the front of house events in the theatre but we really want to expand that so alongside these talks um, and possibly workshops that the exhibiting artists will be giving um, we're going to start building up opportunities for students to come and help us build the exhibitions and actually really be involved in in that sort of hands-on process of it there will still be opportunities for them to come and help um, support events and um, invigilate in the spaces as well. So there's lots of different ways that they'll be able to help. We're a very small team here and we can only do so much. So using some of that resource and some of those the expertise that students bring in terms of marketing and advocacy and all of that sort of stuff will be so helpful. And it will be yeah, absolutely an opportunity for people who want to get involved can, um, can come and do so. Yeah, and it all sounds great. We're in a very creative City. So what do you think Brighton CCA offers that's different to other venues that are around Brighton? What's its what's its USP? I think it has a number of USPs actually. I think there's uh partly it's the location, um, which is sort of like super central and very um visible. Um its size is also another thing, um and it's purpose built to to be a gallery. Um, there are another, a number of galleries around um, Brighton that are running contemporary art programmes for sure. Um, I think one of the things that will make the, the, the Brighton programme or the Brighton CCA programme rather uh, a, a really unique thing is our ability to bring in international names um, and to use our infrastructure in terms of whether it's the studios and the technicians that we're that we're working with our world-class academics to sort of bring ideas to the program and sort of mix all that up Um, but also the way that the galleries will sit with the theatre and the way that those two programs will intermingle and um, become a real sort of hub for lots of different sorts of creativity in Brighton this isn't just about the exhibitions although they're a big part of it Um, it's going to be about the film program it'll be about the music it'll be about the dance it'll be about all of these different things um, that happening there along with a big public program of engagement and you know inviting people in to do things so that lots of events as well and I think it's uh, something that perhaps is not quite existing in Brighton at the moment you know I think there's um, there are lots of great things going on absolutely but a a really regular sort of like um, focused international um, contemporary art program is something that um, I think would be a, a big plus for the city um, and a big plus certainly when things like the Brighton Festival come around and so many people come to our city um, to have a real hub of that sort of activity going on will be great. And it's obviously a, a fantastic opportunity for the university to sort of show its its role in the in the community, bring the public through the doors that maybe wouldn't usually come to these sorts of venues or even come to the university. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things that we're trying to sort of develop um, with the Arts Council at the moment is the possibility of having a dedicated person whose um, role it is to work with some of the organisations within the university um, 
like the community university partnerships program um, which we already run but this would focus particularly on um, the exhibitions and gallery programs and have someone that would, whose job it was to sort of go out and sort of work with some of those community groups some of those different sort of people to bring them to the gallery but also to take the artists to them and to sort of see what they would be interested in doing to see how the gallery can serve those communities and those constituencies because it's very easy to sort of just put things on and then broadcast but I think it's much more enriching for the university to listen a little bit and then maybe be responsive in that sort of way so um, that's a really interesting conversation that we're having for the future. Yeah I mean, we've seen examples of this work really well at other universities and places like, um, like Glasgow uh, Bristol, for example, this can become a key venue in the city, can't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there are one of the reasons that we've we've gone for the idea of a Brighton CCA is that it does place us very much in that sort of bracket with a lot of places that become iconic for the city. You know, they re- they become reasons why people go to these places. You know, if you think of, um, like you say, Glasgow. Is a really good example of that, or Dundee as well. You know, those those art centres are really central to what the university offers, well, the universities, but also the cities offer to, to visitors that are coming. It's a place where people want to go, um, and they become part of the sort of cultural infrastructure of the, the city, but also of the, a, a sort of a nation, and then they have a, a sort of a wider impact, if you like, than just being a, a thing, a, a resource within a university or a city. Infrastructure-wise, what's going to change in terms of will the venues look any different? Will there be sort of any design mm. differences? I hope so. Yeah, I mean, we we have got some big plans. Um, so certainly within the galleries, um, we're stripping out some of the the walls and the the sort of ancient sort of uh, things that have been left over the years to sort of get back to what is some really beautiful sort of um, late sixties, seventies architecture. I think. Um, we're also going to be building some things within the gallery spaces, so um, certainly they will start to look quite radically different. Um, we're going to repurpose some of the spaces outside the galleries and refurbish some of the, the theatre entranceways and um, uh, the, the spaces that are just outside the gallery into more sort of event-focused spaces. So, um, yeah, I think there won't be uh, wholesale change, if you like, but there will definitely be some very visible alterations and things that I think people will see and understand as an improvement, which will ideally sort of draw those spaces together a bit, you know, and sort of when people are coming through, they'll start to understand that actually there is a sort of uh, a visual connection between the sort of architecture they're seeing in the gallery and that sort of design and what you'll see in other spaces. I mean, alongside that, of course, we have to think it's not all just about the physical, you know, the, the digital elements of these projects are really important. And at the moment, we're um, developing our visual identity and a new website and um, all of the things that go along with that. Um, so that, again, we can sort of have a very clean and clear sort of identity, both in the building building but online and out in the world so people will understand that it's it's kind of a brand in that sort of way and they'll start to see and understand that when they come here there'll be a particular sort of thing that they can expect and that they should expect in terms of the quality of the program and the sorts of work that they'll see here and there'll be questions about whether the venues here will uh, be utilized by Brighton Festival, Fringe, maybe things like Great Escape is that going to be the plan going forward? 
Yeah, I really hope so. I mean, one of the things that I think is important about Brighton, because there's so much going on, is that the if you if you have venues, if you're lucky enough to have a venue as we do, um, collaboration is super important. And um, I'm certainly very keen to collaborate with all sorts of different organisations within the city, whether they're film producers or uh, theatre makers or artists or you know whatever it happens to be. Um, yeah, all of those people will um, be part of that conversation and already are, you know, we're sort of talking, we have very good relationships with South East Dance and the festival and some of those um, organisations you mentioned already use our theatre spaces as well um, to put on bits of their programme. So that will certainly continue and um, hopefully we'll find new ways to grow it as well. So then, uh, crucially, the details then, this has been a big tease up to this point, I guess. Mm. When are we going to, to see the programme? Can you give us any hints of what might be coming? Uh, yeah, I can give you some hints. I don't want to give the, the whole game away at this stage because we need to keep people guessing and coming back. Um, we are going to be opening with two really exciting shows. Um, one from a, uh, a very senior artist um, who has been around for a long time, particularly in Europe, whose work focuses particularly on a relationship between sculpture and performance. Um, next to that show, we will have a... A really exciting project, which is um, working with a, uh, a, I guess, an arts collective is the best way to describe them. They work across film and theatre and dance, and they're going to be using the space to show 15 years of work that they've been having together across their um, across those sort of mediums. But also, um, it will be a sculptural installation which is developing and sort of creating an actual new piece of work as visitors are in the space so it's going to be a chance for people to come in to engage with them they will be there a lot there'll be lots of sort of public programming going on um but also be part of actually creating that work so really excited about that um later on in the year uh we'll be working with the design archives in um the in the university here um, working with an Italian designer who's going to be coming and running a whole bunch of workshops and also bringing some of that material out of the design archive that is this amazing resource that we've got sitting here um, that not so many people know about so that'll be a, a big project and a chance to really engage with some of that sort of exciting stuff so it's not all just visual arts there'll be other other elements in there as well and then towards the end of the year we'll be working on some longer term um, research projects um, some are to do with uh, water and sustainability and um, and sculpture in, in some ways um, and then uh, a really exciting um, painting show that will sit alongside that um, which you'll have to wait and see who, who the artist is for that but it's um, yeah we're really excited about it we're very very lucky to have her um, so with a bit of luck in the festival next year all of that will, will be revealed but the I guess the, the, the main element to the programme or the, the, the main sort of uh, reveal will be on October the 19th um, this year when everyone is invited to come down to the galleries to um, hear about the, the new programme, to enjoy some drinks and hopefully some live music and um, two new fantastic shows. Yeah, And then what about the, the film programme? When are we likely to see the first iteration of that? The film programme I think will probably kick in with um, Scene Cities Festival. Um, which is coming up and will be hosted um, in the, uh, the the new cinema if we can have it ready in time. <laughs> um, and then that will then continue over the course of the year in, in various different iterations, um, working with Scene City and the 
the Southeast Screen Archive here in the university is going to be really important to the film programme. We're really looking forward to collaborating with them. Um, but there are also lots of other film organisations within the city who will be coming in and curating seasons and doing all the rest of it. And we'll be curating some of our own a little bit as well. We'll have um, some of our programme producers will be putting together... Um, packages of, um, of film that we'll be sharing so it'll be regular as well people will know when they can come five pounds a ticket and you know you'll have a, a really amazing evening of things that you can't see anywhere else in the city great something to look forward to um, later in the year then we end every podcast by asking some questions away <laughs> from work completely yeah. uh, away from your work so they're all very simple first one would be um, could you pick a favorite place in sussex it's tricky. Um, I had thought about this, but I'm quite new to Sussex still. So I think it may seem like a cop out. But um, one of the things I really like is just roving around in the Downs, um, looking at things. I'm really keen to walk the South Downs way, or at least um, part of it um, while I'm here. So um, I've started doing that a little bit. But yeah, I just I love it. The landscape's extraordinary. It's really beautiful. What are you currently reading, watching and or listening to? You could pick all three or just pick oh, one of them. Well, my, my reading list is sort of worryingly bound up with work in many ways. So um, at the moment, I'm, I've just been sent through this kind of amazing um, literature review um, by a pair called Kadoff and Walichi, um, which is about artist research and literature. Um, so there are lots of different artists and um, writers involved in that. Um, but I'm also just starting um, Tessa Hadley's new book, um, Late in the Day, which is a really um, beautiful piece of writing. Um, and there's also, um, which relates to one of our shows later in the year, is this new book by Astrid Niemann's, um, which is Bodies of Water, uh, which is a, a kind of extraordinary mind-bending read about how we consider our bodies in relation to nature. Um, so, yeah, that's really exciting. I mean, listening to things... Um, I kind of have a weakness for Radio Lab, um, so I listen to a lot of their podcasts. But also, you know, six music on the weekend is always a joy. If you if you had no responsibilities at the weekends, uh, mm. how would you spend it in the in the perfect way? Oh, um, I think the thing about weekends is that they last longer if you start on a Friday. Um, so I think I would probably go out to dinner on Friday night, and then I would. If I could get away from it all, I would probably take the sleeper train up to Coniston um, and go and stay in the um, lower Parkermore um, farmhouse, which is an extraordinary place up there, which is run by Grisdale Arts. Um, it's, there's no road to it. There's no way to get there. There's no electricity or running water. It's amazing. You just spend your time there sort of just figuring out how stuff works and looking after things. You can go on the most beautiful walks. So I would get a, a bunch of friends and go up there and spend the weekend just tramping around and um, sitting by the range, having a chat. Yeah, sounds pretty good. And then finally, if you could pick three people to have to dinner, past or present, who would they be and why? God, it's a tough one, isn't it? Uh, there are too many people to choose from in history. Um, so I think I will probably go with some people that I think are brilliant and making a difference now. So I guess um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez would be one. I'd love to love to meet her. I think she's an extraordinary woman. Um, Armando Iannucci, because he's a genius <laughs> um, and very funny. Um, and I guess uh, maybe Tanya Bruguera would be a nice one to sort of round off a, an evening of... Um, social responsibility and fun and um, creativity yeah 
Thanks to Ben for his time. Fascinating plans around the Brighton CCA project. Keep checking the university's social media channels for more details as we approach that launch date in October. There's going to be some great stuff coming up. If you haven't already, you can like and subscribe to these podcasts via Spotify and Apple Podcasts so a new episode will drop into your device just like magic. You can also listen to previous episodes. Next week, we'll be speaking to Richard Jacobs, Honorary Fellow in Literature here at the University. Thanks for listening.